0: And now, our feature presentation. The best
1: in the world
0: is right here,
2: right now. Whether
0: you like it or don't like it, pal, learn to love it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome.
1: All
0: right, listen up. Now it's our time to step forward. It's time to bring the NWE back into the spotlight. I was thinking that it might be a good idea if you and I formed an alliance. Let's get ready to rumble! Attention
2: everyone. Welcome to the greatest wrestling program in the
3: world.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Stop what you're doing and listen.
1: It's the Alliance Guys podcast with your hosts Kevin Frazier, DKM, and j
3: Hey guys, welcome to the Alliance Guys podcast, a presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com, your number one source for news and information for the National Wrestling Alliance and the United Wrestling Network. And tonight, foremost, I want to say what's up to our uh, viewers that are in the chat. Dodie's in the house. Dodie's been here for a while chatting with me since four o'clock. I also see that Willie Bowen is here and uh, Chris Drummond's in the house. Everybody, welcome uh, to the show. Of course, with me are these two very handsome and extraordinarily uh, intelligent, articulate gentlemen. With me is DKM, and of course, the modern-day hero, the former NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion. Title He really didn't lose, Kevin Frazier. Welcome to the show, fellas. What up? Hey. What's going on?
2: Uh, how's your week How's my week been? Yeah, how's your week been? It's been one long continuous Monday.
3: Wow, Kevin, my man! It was your birthday. Happy birthday! How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. Doing well. I'm one year better. Um, Happy 29. It's been, good. It's been good. Yeah, went. I had a good. I had a good little. I guess you call it vacation for my birthday, and then. I'm actually, I'm actually with DK. It's been kind of one long Monday since uh, since I got back.
3: It, it kind of feels like that for me as well. So we'll just man. make the best. Go ahead, Kev.
1: No, I just said man.
3: Oh yeah, it's it it's been a week, man, and and you know we we're going off of uh, everything that's happening in the world of professional wrestling. Of course, the NWA just celebrated its first episode of Empower. Uh, of course, you've got the uh, the WWE coming off of their uh, success with Halloween Havoc, and of course AEW is gearing up for uh, the uh, pay per view that they're doing. I don't follow AEW, so I can't really speak to that. But the the big news that kind of hit the headlines is, uh, oh, and we have to mention you can't forget the National Wrestling Alliance during that uh, event that happened this past weekend in Kentucky, and you know I've heard zero results from that show, so I'm. I'm wondering if everyone that walked in the building had to find, uh, uh, you know, NDAs or whatever, the no, no disclosure agreements or something, because you can't even find the results online. But we do know that Mike Knox came knocking down Trevor Murdoch, and and he's a former WWE wrestler. Uh, probably had more time with the Aces and Eights in Impact Wrestling than he did in the WWE. Real quick before we get into uh, what's happening with Ring of Honor, let's talk a little bit about NWA. DKM Mike Knox, does he move the needle for you?
2: Uh, no, but I mean, it's not as bad as it sounds. It's just I don't really know him or remember him. I probably I saw very little of the Aces in Eight storyline, and I wasn't really following. So, you know, anything that happens on TNA or impact as it is now sorry but like don't keep up with it really so uh, I don't know who he was in WWE I assume you have a different name and,
3: no he was yeah. Mike Fox there too
2: that's, that's very weird but he, uh, he wasn't
1: very good he wasn't in very good shape either
2: I see a picture of him with Kane. He
3: he uh, he was one of the guys that uh, was developed with the UPW Ultimate Pro Wrestling. Now you know when, when people say Ultimate Pro Wrestling, the first thing that comes to mind is John Cena. But he also uh, that that wrestling promotion Rick Bassman was originally uh, credited with discovering uh, Steve Borden and Jim Helwig Sting, and The Ultimate Warrior. Of course, they brought in, um, they were able to get a relationship with the WWE in the early parts of 2000 that helped usher in talents from uh, Southern California, not just to the WWE, but to also 0 1. So it brought in guys like Samoa Joe to 0 1. It brought Tom Howard to 0 1. It brought Nathan Jones, Sylvester Turkey, KG Sakota, rest in peace. And of course, uh, Horseshoe, Luther Reigns, as well as Mike Knox to the WWE and uh there was plans for many many more of course that never came to fruition so Mike Knox I know a little bit about Mike Knox because of his history with uh with UPW but this is uh it's not a big needle mover and if this is supposed to be the first uh, pay-per-view challenge for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship I think I can speak for the three of us that were a little bit let down um again he has zero connection to the NWA because Because he did a sneak attack. He's the guy that's going to get a shot at uh, Trevor Murdoch. I'm a little disappointed. Um, You guys have anything else you want to add on that?
2: I mean, I'm just reading a little bit about him at the moment. So I I guess he wrestled for the ECWWE. I think he came in
3: and Kelly Kelly was his girlfriend, I believe.
2: Yeah, Kelly Kelly... Yeah, it looks like Kelly Kelly was part of this thing.
1: Guys, they if you hear me spent most snoring. of his time
2: in deep. Said he spent most of his time in deep South wrestling, so it sounds like he would just make appearances here and there.
1: Guys, if you hear me snoring, it's because you guys are talking about
3: Mike Knox. Well, I mean, well, we have to run with the news and information, Kev. That's what we do here. Um, right, right. You right. know.
1: We do have fans, though. We don't want to hurt our. We don't want to hurt our ratings uh, by talking about jabronis. And shit. Okay,
2: I'm, I'm, okay, okay, okay. We, well, maybe maybe that's a good poll question, Jay. Did these people know who? Do these people know who Mike Knox is? Do they remember him from anywhere?
1: Well, we've already got a two Mike Knox is a joke. Yeah, uh, pop up already.
3: And and it's kind of hard to uh, you know it's kind of hard to. Um, Dispute that, right? Because uh, again, he hasn't done anything. He hasn't really been anywhere. I mean, I'm right now as we're talking, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna look him up on Cage Match, and I'll tell you how many titles Mike Knox has held in the sport of professional
2: wrestling. And well, you know, the thing is, you said he was part of Aces of Eighth, Aces and Aches, and I'm reading that, and so. You know what time period was that? Who was around during that time period? Of course, of course. And so we 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 see why he's there. I mean, he was one he was one of Billy's playmates, and uh, Billy needs to stop that.
1: What it is is he's calling in guys that he knows, trying to look cool. To the to the boys, trying to pop the boys because he, you know, he's got connections, and you know, again, when you're when you're a legend in your own mind, uh, this is you do stuff like this.
2: But is this completely detached? Would, would Knox even, would Knox even pop the boys? I mean,
1: no, 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 no. You don't understand. You don't understand. He thinks he is, like he oh. thinks he is. But no one, no one is, you know, no one that's collecting a check on a contract's gonna like go pop his bubble. So you know, they're just gonna be like, oh yeah, that's awesome. I mean, are we gonna talk bad to Mike Knox and talk bad to Billy Corgan? Not gonna happen. I mean, not unless some, not unless you're on your way out, because you're gonna be. Yeah, I mean about Thunder Rosa. I
3: mean, like, uh, let, let's just go through the list here, right? So you've got uh, Terry McDermott saying, I forgot about Mike Knox. Had to do a Google search to jog my memory. Chris Drummond says, Mike Knox is a joke. Willie Bowen says, Mike Knox is a joke, like Tyrus in the WWE. Wrestling with MMA says, from what I remember of him, it was bad. And uh, But I think Dave Scooby points out that he's a bigger guy, so Billy likes him. Uh, bringing names that people know. Uh, and that's the thing, too. Uh, we do know that Billy has a prototype for what he looks for for NWA talent. Um, and that's going to come into uh, discussion later. But he does like the heavyweights. He does like the bigger guys. So, I mean, bringing in somebody like Mike Knox makes sense from a size standpoint. But uh, in terms of in-ring ability, he might be able to have a hoss fight with Trevor Murdoch. It might be decent, but... Again, I just don't know why this is the first match. I don't know why a pay-per-view match is where you where you do this. I mean, if you want to do this at Tried and True uh, November or Tried and True December, okay, do it. But using uh, use an NWA pay-per-view for that match, which I think is what they're going to do, just doesn't make a lot of sense to me.
2: You know, I, th- I think this is a case where... And look, I, I can't complain about Mike Knox. I mean, I know people are saying he's a joke, and I'll take them at their word, but... I've never really seen him, Kevin apparently has since he's not a fan. And so but on a personal level, I can't really, you know, say bad things about him because I don't really know anything about. Him. And so I th- you know, even when they were even when they were posting about this on Twitter, I mean, they were going with the idea that nobody knows who Mike Knox is because they never said, oh no, Mike Knox attacks Trevor Murdoch. That goes, some guy attacked Trevor Murdoch. Oh, and, so, and so it's, you know, Mike Knox may be a good person to bring in for a first run at Trevor Murdoch. You know, like I said, they may be able to have a horse fight but then you know don't bring him in a way that makes it seem like he should be big you know a big surprise or a big challenge or whatever you bring him in he has a problem with Murdoch he you know and, and you do something to build him as an interesting person or character now maybe you can't do that with him that's why you go this route I don't know and so, I mean, I'm looking at his history like you were talking about. He's won a handful of titles, none of which are... All regional. Yeah, I was going to say none of which are oppressive. And even in Deep South Wrestling, which was the, the official NXT, them in Ohio Valley were the official NXTs at the time. I mean, all he ever did was hold the tag team title once. With somebody who I don't know who they are. Willie, so, Willie,
3: Our pal Willie Bowen says Knox and Tyrus would make for a good pie eating contest. And well,
2: uh, they would.
3: And uh, Dave Scooby says, at least Trevor will have someone to defend the belt against. I, I hope it, if this match is what happens at hard times, I hope we get a lot of uh, butt kicking. Now, there is someone who's with us tonight. Kevin, I think you might remember this guy. His name is Jaden. He works with Dangerous Adrenaline Pro Wrestling. Excuse me. Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators. easy for me to say. I'm going to bring Jaden on. So we go to this foursome. Hey, Jaden, hey. you're on with us. What's up, man?
0: Hey, I heard you guys had a podcast. And uh, some somebody made a big splash last week with all his controversial comments. And... I thought maybe that somebody could uh, open up his big mouth again and piss some more people off.
1: Kevin, do you recognize this guy? Yeah, I may recognize this guy a little bit.
0: How you doing, modern day hero? How is my favorite junior heavyweight champion of all time?
1: I'm doing outstanding. I'm doing outstanding. How about yourself?
0: I'm uh, still busy right now We're getting ready for our wrestling event The Dangerous Journal of Wrestling Gladiators has an event tomorrow At the Max Fit Sports Center Located 240 delsey Drive South In beautiful Uptown Glassboro, New Jersey T-Plug And you I know, figure Saturday. I would uh, Yeah, Saturday
3: You said tomorrow
0: Tomorrow Saturday, isn't it? Oh, I don't even know what today is No, that's right, that's hey. right Today's only went Thursday. Wow, I'm already ahead But yeah, Saturday uh, October 30th at the Max Fit Sports Center And I figure maybe I'll come on and say hi to my favorite people NDK cool.
2: I Um, I love you too, bud So We're we're talking
3: about uh, Mike Knox Who you may or may not have known, Jaden Appeared at the uh, By any means necessary event In Kentucky Now we know that show is going to play out uh, Over the next couple of weeks on NWA Power Leading up to the pay-per-view Any thoughts on Mike Knox As a competitor Or as a challenger for the 10 pounds of gold
0: um, my brief memory of him was with the uh, WWE C W. Um, he was a big guy. He had some size to him. I like guys that actually look like wrestlers. So he did have a unique look and wrestler. I I remember him being decent. I don't. I don't. He didn't really stick out huge on me. But I, I remember there was worse people on that on that uh show. So I uh, I guess maybe. What's he been doing since?
3: Uh, no. Nothing. Showing up in Kentucky to uh, beat up Trevor
2: Murdoch. Well, aces and eights. He was aces and eights in uh, in TNA, which is probably why Billy brought him in.
0: Yeah, it's like being in the witness protection program. Nobody knew he was there either.
3: (laughs) Basically. So... And then I guess we can all say that we're not too impressed with that. Um,
1: it's a good old boy. It's a good old boy network. You know, that that's really what you're looking at. And and honestly, like, I think that's, I think that's very, I, I think Mike Knox is, I mean, that mindset is actually good when you're talking independent wrestling, because um, you need that. You kind of need that, you know, I mean, but, but I also, I also wonder, you know, where, the NWA classifies itself at this point, um, and again, even as we get into the show, as since the pay-per-views have gone on, they have regressed, in my opinion, back into the "how do I take this seriously" category. Yeah. Um, and this this really doesn't surprise me in that regard because, again, if our expectations are them are for them to be, you know, more of a national level type of, uh, type of show, then I would, I would, I would say, um, this isn't a good move. Uh, I would say if you're looking at like a local, like a local independent show, I I think it's a good move. Uh, but what it really looks like is, is the concept of, you know, having somebody for our, our champion to beat, uh, and you know, you saw this a lot. You see this a lot in, in all, all realms of wrestling, especially, um uh, really i would say before the modern era maybe you would see even wwe would sign a guy just for their champion to beat uh so they could keep the belt on them a little bit longer before bringing in some major a real major contender and that's kind of how i see it
3: um J- Jaden, you're already making fans there in the audience kakushi 629 says uh Jaden's back. I hate that guy. So, you're doing something right. Um <laughs> uh but speaking of the NWA, um and I do believe that Dave Scooby brought up a good point. Um at least Trevor will have someone to defend the belt against. And the best thing about it is they this match could be all about establishing Trevor as a, a a a big deal. With a victory in this match, he sets up, you know, either the Pope in January or the next pay-per-view or even uh our pal, uh, uh, why am I drawing a blank on names all of Jack a sudden? Our, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Our pal, Jack Stain, whose name I couldn't remember for a second. It's been that kind of a week. So I- at the very least it's, it's, it's kind of like venom Two here. It's just, it's, it's telling, rushing this story to get to something bigger and better down the road. And, uh, that's, I just feel like, uh, we'll have to wait and see. I don't, I don't know how it's going to be any good, but we'll have to wait and see.
2: Hey, my wife liked Venom, too. Why? Oh,
1: yeah? Hmm? She liked it?
2: You liked it. I mean, I've had
1: some people that actually did like it.
2: Well, you you know, and here's the thing. I think if you're not a major fan, it's easier to like stuff like that. Yeah. Because she goes in with... She doesn't know who Venom is. Right. I doubt she ever saw one. And so you go in, she has no nothing in her mind built up no anticipation no nothing and so she just goes in and watches the movie and goes hey that was a good movie
3: all right i felt it was a bit rushed but that was me i I felt like the last five minutes of the uh, movie was the best part of it
1: yeah i have to i have to go back to what my old my old client dr kenny used to say he's like you know just be happy you got comic book movies to watch this is true. That's,
2: yeah.
3: That's, that's a fair point. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what happened uh, on Tuesday night. Because we did have an all-women's uh, episode of NWA Tower. We had... Um, and I really felt like in terms of match listings, this one was out of place like this this should have been a couple of weeks ago and you even hear it a couple of times in the in the commentary where they referenced like uh Camille when Camille was being interviewed they referenced uh the relationship between Nick and uh Tom Latimer and they really didn't uh, sell that there had been an attack but just that they had had this falling out so um it just feels like again pacing and editing and styling, they could have done something to make this seem more uh, connected. Uh, the show kicks off with with Scion denouncing the the name Mystery Man, denouncing any friendships he has in the NWA, and essentially uh, calling out Tyrus that he will be challenging challenging him at Hard Times Two. So now we have one match scheduled for the pay per view Hard Times Two. We we have Scion and Tyrus for the television title. Uh, does that? Move the needle for anyone? Does that sound exciting for anyone?
2: I thought this was a woman's show.
1: Yeah, it
2: so was. why? Why is he on here?
1: Why is he opening the show?
0: Gender equality—that's why.
1: Good point, Jaden. Good point. Good
2: point. <laughs> uh, does it move the needle? No, because I've never been into Cyan, and because I've never gotten him. They've done a horrible job of explaining him uh, that's
3: because you're asking the wrong questions Tkm he clearly yeah, man, told you that. What said he clearly told you you're asking the wrong questions
2: well yeah. <laughs>
3: the right the right question is why why are we wasting our time with this
2: that yeah I mean I, I don't I don't dislike his in-ring action as much as uh, Kevin seems to and, you know, bring up. But, I mean, there's just nothing about the guy that makes me excited. I mean, I kind of feel like he talks just sort of low and slow and monotone. So, I mean, yeah. That's so,
0: wait, DK, is that you under the mask? <laughs>
2: I'm not supposed to know that. Is that why and, you don't like them? Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm done with that segment.
0: Question, though. I'm kind of out with the NWA. I haven't really been paying much attention. But don't they usually don't announce any matches to, like, the uh, the show right before the pay-per-view? So is this an improvement, I guess?
3: That, I mean, you are absolutely correct with that, uh, Jaden. There has been a lot of, uh, in the past... Waiting for the last minute to announce a card. I, I think uh, when our shadows fall, they they now annou- finally announced the card on the last show leading into the uh, pay per view. So you're you're right in that we're getting uh, more match announcements, and it, and it, they are kind of happening more um, organically, and it's feeling less thrown together. I mean, this the the whole thing with Tyrus and Scion did play out over a couple of weeks on television. Not that it was great television, but I mean, you're right. We should get credit where credits due. They are actually just following through the, with the storyline and setting up that title match.
1: Um, well, I, Kent, I would say, I would say, um, you know, a couple of. I mean, since since Scion had a nice little run uh, back in the day, you had the Scion TC, the Scion XD. XB you know are those going to be like his finishing moves and his boot names Because the only thing I know about Scion is the car. maybe that wasn't a good segue but it just you know I'm trying to be as boring with this talk about Scion as he actually is and it, with, a, with a low lack of irony and a um, very bad entertainment value because truthfully it's bad i found it interesting jay one of the things that you pointed out about this show is like it felt out of place even this felt out of place like we've known he's scion for a while now yeah like like him announcing his name now is like well bro we, we've been knowing your scion um and we don't and, care you know, i mean i mean and, and the cool part is though i'm with Jaden, I'm, I'm glad they had a little bit of gender equality on this show. Considering you know you had a, you had two interviews with men that didn't fit in at all with anything that was going on with the show. Um, so it's just a head scratcher. I mean, you know, just I mean, there, I mean, just let like a good. I mean, I'd rather watch the Molina promo than watch someone <laughs> oh. out there or like. Uh, who else, who else promo would I rather see? Like, I mean, you got, I mean, if you want to like have a really good idea, I mean, you got the women's tag champs, they'd have been a good promo. Yeah. Nice little promo just to open the show and be like, Hey, this is a new episode of Empower. We're the women's tag team champions and we're excited about our match tonight. And, you know, talk a little trash and, and then, and then move on. But they, I guess they're trying to announce a match kind of like what you guys were saying. Um, I think we all knew this. Match. and let's just go on also one more quick thing about these matches that they're announcing like who is interested in Tyrus versus Mike Knox and Scion versus or, I'm sorry Mike Knox versus Trevor Murdoch and Scion versus uh, Tyrus. Tyrus like are those some big-time matches to you guys it's
0: like, no not at all I mean all right if the NWA was still having small promotions run and it was Trevor Murdoch versus uh, Mike Knox then that might be something that's all right that's a good win for a small promotion to defend the title it's a name that he can beat is it going to put asses in the seats probably not now maybe when Mike Knox wrestles and we see him wrestle maybe he's really good and impressive and and completely changes our mind but right now it does absolutely nothing for anybody except for maybe Billy Corrigan, who's his buddy
1: yep
3: so, that brings us to the first match of the night. We're going to try to rush through tonight, guys, because we do want to talk more about Ring of Honor here in a little bit. But um, this was the number one contendership for the Ring of Honor title. Chelsea Green versus Kylie Ray. Versus... What did I say? Ring of Honor. Oh, I, I want to talk about Ring of Honor later tonight.
2: Yes, this... but you said it for the Ring of Honor title. It's Oh. Number one contender for the NWA title.
3: My apologies. For the Burke. Uh, this is the... Uh, Chelsea Green versus Kylie Ray versus Molina, um, and this match was a very formulaic uh, triple threat match for the NWA. And if you've seen one NWA triple ma- triple threat match, you've probably seen them all. Um, it was very much divide and conquer. I saw I thought some of the highlights were uh, Chelsea Green's headbutt it was pretty uh, interesting to see. In, um, uh, the the uh, moment that Kylie Ray uh, dove on top of Chelsea Green and her cast. Was used as the weapon. But it was so unintentional. But it also. The, the uh, commentary tried to make it seem like it was a plan to deal. But it, it seemed more like it happened on accident. And uh, during the match. Kylie sold like a champion. Uh, commentary kept putting over Green's hot mess character. And they kept saying. Oh we love the hot mess. We love the hot mess. Which is very different for the commentary. Which has always been pro baby face. To putting over the heel in the match. And then uh, one last note is that Kylie Ray might throw more uh, super kicks than the Young Bucks. Um, she treats it as a transitional move. So like every ta- every chance the camera's on her, she's throwing a super kick. Um, it was an okay match. Uh, Molina wins with a roll up on green. I think we all kind of expected that one. Uh, first, Kevin, what'd you think of that one?
1: All I can say is roll up number one. Um, on the show because there were yep. three roll up finishes. Yep. Uh, and you know how much I love that. And uh, you know, I I thought I thought for sure I thought I definitely thought Chelsea Green stood out in the match. Um, as a whole, uh, Molina winning the match. I guess I don't know. I don't really get it. I don't know. I mean, is this like, here we go again with another? That's another match that are we just? Highly anticipated, like man, we got Scion versus Tyrus, Murdoch versus Knox, and now we got Camille versus Molina. And it's like it's really shaping up to be like more of a, legend, a WWE Legends semi semi legends show. What I mean semi is that none of them are really that much of a legend, but you know it's just like let's get some old rehab, like some old talent and throw them out there against against uh, against our people uh, to, to try to give them a little bit of a rub but if they're too far gone in terms of their relevance to be you know again I'd rather see Chelsea Green versus again versus Camille than I want that I'd like to see Lena. but chances are they're not going to be able to get her again yeah uh, DK
2: your thoughts uh, first of all, I think the match shows why we like Chelsea being as Chelsea Green because mm-hmm. when she's in the ring and she's wrestling, she's actually pretty damn good. And I can, I can enjoy her performance. Of course, it was a three way match because you know, modern day wrestling hate three ways, and uh, it, the the NWA is developing a bigger and bigger commentary problem. And the commentators need to tell me what's going on in the ring and give me any relevant background. I really don't give a shit whether they like the hot mess character or not. But I think Billy has the mouth trying to tell us on, this is what you need to be liking. This is what you need to be doing. And stuff like, you know, and, you know, this is where you need to go. No, I should be able to figure that out by how the match is going. You know, I'm not going to dwell on the hot mess we talked about last time. It had this time. Move past it. And the match, okay, Melina won. She's looked better in this set of going around, but no, I can't say I'm overly excited for a Melina-Camille match. Like Kevin said, I would have been more excited for a Chelsea Green rematch so uh, they did this yeah. Jaden
0: I actually normally like when I have three girls at one time but uh I don't what know uh, um Chelsea Greens talented <sighs> Kylie Ray is uh, apparently destroying somebody's house in the background but um Kylie Ray is entered sorry
3: Sorry about that. That was my fault. My finger slipped.
0: Yeah. You don't like what I was saying. I (laughs) got you. Yeah. Kylie Ray's entertaining. Uh, Chelsea Green's the actually good wrestler. Melina's the name, but honestly, I really just don't care. Yeah. And
3: and again, um, the show. Uh, for what was supposed to be this big moment uh, to play off the pay-per-view that brought this woman empowerment. The show, I mean, I don't know how it empowered anybody. Um, The next match we have is uh, Camille versus Tootie Lynn. Um, They first announced it, that it was a non-title match, but if Tootie Lynn wins the match, it becomes a women's championship match. Now, the, the interesting part of this to me was... I don't think anyone had any doubts that Camille was going to win this match, including Camille herself. However, she got really upset when they announced it, if Tootie Lynn would win the match, that she would get a title shot. That, to me, is very uh, contradictory of the kind of champion that Camille has been thus far. She's been a very, I will beat everybody down, you put in front of me type of champion. And for her to act a little concerned about, with no disrespect to Tootie Lynn, somebody who's been on TV maybe three times since she's been on the roster. uh, That just seemed very weird to me and out of character for Camille. Other than that, the match is exactly what it needed to be. Uh, Almost zero offense from Tootie Lynn. She got tossed around like a ragdoll for a few minutes, one knee, one other move, and then spear match over. Um, To me, that's the match it should have been. Uh, Kevin, did you have thoughts on this one? Oh, hold on, Kevin. That's my fault. My fault.
1: No, no. I muted myself. I, I've got, I've got a Armageddon going on in the kitchen. Um, now she can laugh at me. But um, no. Uh, now I probably won't get any food. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry. I was kidding. Oh I'm in trouble right now. <laughs> Would you make that face? I was joking. Mm, um, no. I, <sighs> y'all know how I feel about Tootie Lynn and then she was announced as from Team Ambition did y'all catch that? yeah yeah. not so the same Team obviously
3: Ambition had- huh? not the same Team Ambition I was going to say because if it
1: is she obviously doesn't been trained very well but no.
3: um not different Team Ambition
1: <laughs> that was a shot at Davey Richards and, and Kyle O'Reilly and, and those guys uh, a straight up shot um No punchable. But no, I I, I'm with you. I mean it was what it was. I thought it was kinda silly that Camille even cared. I feel like her not caring at all should have been the way it all it went. I felt like the finish was a little bit sloppy. I felt like as a whole, you know, the show itself and something this was something I was actually thinking about. So this was all taped. This all this whole thing was taped at the last pay-per-view.
3: Uh not at the actual pay-per-view, but that same four or five days of taping, yeah.
1: Yeah, man. You know, I'm gonna give them a little bit of a leeway here because I'm sitting here thinking they gotta be tired, man. Like, yeah, for like sure. You, like, like they and, I, and again, like, I, y'all know, right, I don't make any excuses for these guys and girls, right? Y'all know that. Like, I don't give them any leeway for not being in shape. I don't give them any leeway for any of that, for looking sloppy in the ring. None of that. But also, it's, too, it's true, you know, like, there's only so much, you know, and I'm wondering what order they taped it in. And I'm looking at Allison Kaye and I'm going, you know, there was a, she looked, remember the match I was saying that she just looked sloppy? And looking back, I'm like, maybe she was, she looked tired is what I really need to maybe say. And so again, this is just, it's just, it's just very thrown together and it just kind of feels like that. And, And I think that we've just seen so much botchery in the ring work um in this this era uh this era of tapings has been really disappointing but i will say this was probably my favorite episode of nwa for a while so as a whole it was a pretty good i thought it was pretty good given that i expect them to have editing errors and i understand you know i their production quality is going to be crap because it was all taped at the same time the audio is going to be crap because it's been crap since they they've been in the chase but the actual entering stuff was pretty good i would say as a whole um in this the this was kind of in that same boat i felt like uh, you know just as a whole the the overall show itself was pretty good i just thought the booking was wasn't wasn't very good some of the comments that
3: we've been getting in have uh chelsea uh dave scooby said chelsea green with the iron mike sharp on protective brace uh, I got a kick out of that Terry McDermott said that was a predictable match And it was, I mean we kind of saw that um, Willie Bowen again With the shot at Tyrus The only Armageddon is Tyrus empty Is Tyrus's empty refrigerator I love those Keep them coming Willie uh, Sean Mega says uh, Time to go back to Atlanta And uh, our friend Kakushi says uh, Time to tape One month at a time and, you know, I, I think there are some financials involved that prevent them from doing that. But I think that would really help the overall product as if they could do that.
0: Yeah, the financials are Billy Corgan's cheap.
3: Sean <laughs> Mega says wrestling companies are struggling right now. Uh, Terry McDermott says the Chase story has played out. And there's still more Chase matches, by the way. And then uh, Sean Mega agrees with Kakushi. It's time to start taping monthly. So, I mean... Yes, we, we, we have to kind of give them a little bit of a pass. But at the same time, it's like, you know, the, the stakes are what they are. Um, you know, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood tapes four episodes at TV taping once a month. The same thing as uh, Championship Wrestling from Atlanta. Same thing as Championship Wrestling from Memphis. Um, I would imagine that if these guys could do it, why can't the NWA
0: well, the problem is, but all these extra chase matches are going to chase the few fans they have left away if they keep doing this. They need something refreshed. They need something just more with it, uh, more run right into the times. Uh, right now, there's a plethora of wrestlers looking for work, and uh, they could probably come at a decent cost. Maybe, I don't know, they start doing once a month, and their own NWA wrestlers can get a little more work and maybe get a little more t- their timing back and their crispness back in the ring. And maybe they can bring in some talent to freshen this up and not be so boring. And maybe, just maybe, they can get somebody who actually knows how to write storylines.
3: I mean, uh, you're your preaching to the choir right here, exactly
1: one hundred percent down the line, right? One hundred percent.
3: So next up, we have the the uh, Mildred Burke
2: match. I am not any comments. Balding, be that one. Oh, I'm sorry, you.
3: DK. I'm so sorry. Go ahead, sir. What were your What were your two cents on this one?
2: Uh, honestly, I have a question. Yeah. Lynn was built up as this kind of great local talent, you know, before the thing. Yeah. Hasn't she lost every match? Yeah. So you bring a great local talent in and you
0: just keep beating her. Yeah. Isn't that kind of what they did in uh, TV tapings for years? The local talents get beat?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But you
2: know, I think, and, and the reason that it's anything to me is because, a, they were making a big deal out of her before this, before the thing, and St. Louis really took to the NWA coming back and doing this. I mean, you just think you'd show a little bit of respect for the local girl. You know, supposedly she has talent, but I haven't been able to see because they haven't really booked her in a match where I get to see any.
3: Well, I think um, like. They could have used her in the same position they used uh, Kenzie Page to get that win on Chelsea Green, like, and that would have meant something for her. They could have, they could have done a lot of things. They chose not to do. Um, but you know, the, the fact of the matter is that they did bring her to Kentucky to be a part of the pay per view. So there is something to them uh, liking her as a talent. Just so far, it hasn't like materialized.
0: Well, maybe the facts of life are Tootie's just not that good.
2: She's I mean, not. maybe she's that, not. that is the
1: facts alive. That is the facts alive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you take the good. But what about
2: Blair? Is Blair any good? I mean, you know, come on.
1: I mean, it's true though. She's not that good. I mean, I've been saying that. So, um, um, yeah, I, let's 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 on. plow through. There was a really good match on this show.
3: Right, real quick. Finish,
1: but there was a really good match.
3: Dodie wants to point out by any means necessary it is probably a test if the NWA can do tapings more than just four months of tapings. I think what would be interesting real quick and I will get to the, back to the match but last thing I want to say is I think it would be really cool if the NWA did their regular tapings in Atlanta and instead of trying to do a studio taping show at the Chase or, or uh, tried in True Pro or wherever they're going next they should just do it like a regular show and not try to uh, shoehorn it in to a typical broadcast that they would do in Atlanta, it's not gonna be yeah. the same. So don't make it the same. You still have Power. You still do your episodes of Power. But then when they do a show uh, in Valor Hall in Kentucky, make that its own thing. Don't try to make it
1: something it's not. Uh, but I think I think we have to go with what Jaden said. That, but they're also being cheap here. Yeah, that's probably why they're doing. They're trying to get as much out of out of each thing as they can. Um, you know, and yeah, all in all, like I, I'm alright with that because again, as long as we tether our expectations of this, sh- we can we can enjoy the show for what it is. Moving,
3: moving us to the Mildred Burke rules match. Now, I thought this was a very peculiar match in that you've chose the wrong talents to perform in this match because both sky blue and Lady Frost are high flyers. Everything that they've done up until this point has showcased them flying through the ring. Uh, Lady Frost has probably the best moonsault in the business today. Um, and I, although I enjoyed this match, I just thought it was a silly rule to come up with. And I don't know why you'd want to limit your talent. Um, the basic rule was there's no offense off the top rope and no closed fist, which again, that's that's supposed to be a rule in all wrestling um, at least from the NWA standpoint. Uh, both of these ladies know how to work. Uh, I really felt like they both know how to work the camera very well, too. Um, if you notice the nuances from Sky Blue, winking at the camera, Lady Frost bowing to the camera and all of her her, her stuff inside the ring. She was really focusing on that camera, the audience at home, which I felt was top notch. Um, the match was fairly competitive. Uh, Frost was frequently getting frustrated by her inability to use the top rope for offense, and the finish of the match came when uh, Lady Frost finally said, "To heck with it! I'm gonna go for that moon salt because I love doing it." Sky Blue caught her, and then we got this awkward uh, altercation, and then another roll up, Kevin,
1: to end the match. We call that a botch, Jay. They botched the finish. Oh sure, sure, I get it. <laughs> Um, I, I'll and, jump in since I'm talking. No one else is talking. So I, uh, I I couldn't agree again with you more. And I I really think like this was one of your chances to have like their young unknown talent actually go out there and steal the show. And of all times, they're gonna limit them and restrict them. It's like it's like what should you not do? Let's go ahead and do that. That's what it really felt like to me. I just thought, I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, of all the, like, of all, this, why does this match need a stipulation? Just go out there, give us like 10 really good minutes, and who cares what the finish is? But by all means, if you're going to have a roll-up for every finish of the night, it, uh, this would have been the match to have a finisher. Like, and it would have been a good one, too, because Lady Frost deserves like a straight-up win. Oh, man they really blew it on this one cause it could have been a really good match it was still a good match but it could have been way better
0: maybe the ghost of Bill Watts is uh, taking over whoever's booking the show and yes I know Bill Watts is dead but wrestling is so maybe uh, maybe that's why the ghost of Bill Watts booked this event alright
2: <laughs> hey we're really taking too much time on this show but I do want to get this in first of all The reason that it was Lady Frost and Sky Blue that had these rules is because the rules affect Lady Frost and Sky Blue. If you put it in with people who normally wrestle, do mat wrestling, what difference does it make? Second of all, there was only one rule that was different, despite the way they were talking about it, which was, you know, the no rules off, no moves off the top rope, because over the top rope is already supposed to be illegal in the NWA. A fist is supposed to be illegal in wrestling in general. Yep. So, you know, Mildred that's like when they do the NW, old NWA rules for the uh battle royals that were never ever followed by the NWA. They're never those were never real rules. And then uh I mean, yay, Lady Frost got a win finally.
3: Yeah, I mean that's the only really redeeming thing about this match. I mean, look, it was a decent match, but silly way to end it. Silly way to have it.
2: Um, what happened next, Jay?
3: So next is uh, the, the next uh, gender equality moment um, where Paro, who ha- has been openly gay on the independent wrestling scene for a while, made it known in the NWA that he is, he is a gay man. And I don't know why that has anything to do with any of this, but he said he was jealous of... Uh, Kratos, because of the opportunities that Stevens and Kratos have gotten, and Paro can be really fire on the mic, and and you know that the whole part about him being gay. I mean, I'm not trying to tell tell him how to live his life, but it just it didn't add anything to this. I mean, it didn't subtract anything, but it really didn't add anything. It just it just he kind of threw it out there, and if you didn't know, you probably didn't know, and if you know probably didn't care. But uh, it was a fired promo that stating that those two guys. Or just thrown together. We're a tag team. We work for this. You guys have been given opportunities. I like that. I like the fired up Paro. But for the again, is this going to be a pay per view match? I don't know. Uh, you guys have
1: anything you want to add to that?
2: Yeah, I didn't care. Next.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, it wasn't really a good promo at all. So, and I'm with you, Jay. I, 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 I think that's a segment like that you have. Like, I don't know, it just. I didn't think it was even a good promo on any behalf. And really, truly, you don't even need this on this particular
3: show. Next. <laughs> uh, and then next, we had a tag team match. Um, now, this was something I was looking forward to because we, especially with Team X, I mean, in the last, uh, I guess, two or three weeks, um, you know, they had that title match at Ring of Honor that just showed up, I think, yesterday after their first Official defense on television, and then of course, they de- defended the titles uh last week, uh, last Saturday at the by any means necessary pay per view. So they have had uh, Did three, they? Five, what's that? Did they? Uh, well, they were supposed to. I mean, again, I don't know, I wasn't there. They were scheduled to have. We'll,
2: we'll leave uh, it I mean, there. I'm only the, the only reason I'm questioning it was because of you know, Kylie Wright pulled off, and right? I didn't know if they found another partner or.
3: Again, the results for this show have been so uh, just absent. I've looked everywhere. I haven't been able to find anything. But um, I, we'll, we'll know in a couple of weeks, I guess. Uh, the match itself was pretty good. Team Hex looked really good. Uh, Paola took most of the heat in the match. Um, Genocide kind of came in with the power, but was used in the limited p- capacity, mostly because I think they wanted to put Team Hex over. And have them get a lot of offense in the match. Um, Taryn Terrell had minimal interference and uh, really didn't do much to help her team win the match. Ultimately, Team Hex wins. Uh, DK, what were your thoughts?
2: Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be the minority or my majority here. I didn't particularly care for the match. I thought Alice. I mean, I thought Marty Bell looked lost several times, especially at the beginning. Uh. I don't know why Taryn Terrell was even there. She didn't do anything other than show her boots like normal.
0: And, That's why she was there, DK. That's why she was there.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. So, again, trying to wrap this show up quickly. Well,
3: okay. Kevin, you're laughing. Is your wife saying something funny, or
1: are you laughing no, at us? No, I can't believe we're not talking about Terrence Terrell's sick bump off the apron. She didn't even <laughs> hit; the, her feet didn't touch. She no, straight sure. up, she straight up face planted on the apron and then went straight to the floor face first. I was like, oh, it oh, oh. was like the bump of the of the season. Um, I mean, that was sick, and I don't think it was. I, I think it was a botch. Cause I don't think in reality, that's what she wanted to do. in God, well, well, I hope
2: she's okay. <laughs> she has enough protection. I, I doubt her face, you know, hit with a little
1: I thought it was hilarious. I mean, not funny, but funny. It was like, it caught me out of nowhere. I had to I hit a rewind a couple of times on that. That was really good. Um, I'm confused. What is right? I'm What's confused.
0: That? What is DK saying? Is he saying the airbags protected her?
1: I think they did. Oh, Okay. Anyways, uh, keeping it classy, um, (laughs) I I, I thought the match was all right. I mean, uh, again, this was the point I realized that maybe, just maybe, the wrestlers were a bit tired. It it, it dawned on me at this point. I'm thinking to myself, you know, maybe I need to, again, tether my expectations because they're just asking – they're asking a lot of these wrestlers to wrestle all these matches in, in a short amount of time. They're asking them to put up with this god-awful booking, make something out of these god-awful stories. And, you know, and and some of the top talents having to mix in with some of these not quite so talented wrestlers. you are just asking a lot. So again, I've just kind of kind of given a little bit of sympathy or empathy or whatever it is uh, in this case. But I thought the match was all right. Uh, but it was another roll-up, right? No, no, this had a finisher. Um, this was, yeah, this was, I mean it was all right. It was an alright match. It wasn't bad. But uh again, uh now what do you do with genocide and uh and Paola look, now they they've been they are not they're not a team anymore, I don't think. And that whole stable has now just been been kinda of trashed. And I thought, you know, Paola was kinda of getting the greenhorn welcome to the welcome to the wrestling from Marty and uh and Allison. And I don't, I just don't think this is the place for that. And you've heard me say the same thing about Camille. Um, it, when you're the veteran and you're on television, like you gotta take that seriously. Like you want to show her who's boss. Say, hey, let's chain wrestle in the ring before the show, and then you beat the crap out of her. And like, yeah. yeah, I'm the vet. But when you're on on television and we're paying to watch it, like keep it professional. You can beat the crap out of somebody and still like lead them uh, through a match. So, but I thought it was overall pretty good.
3: Jayden, did you want to add anything to
0: that uh, no didn't say it so can't really add much to it um, uh, yeah I have to say though the team hex is there a single wrestler hex but anyway um, they've defended their championships and more often and more recently than most of the NWA champions combined
3: uh, yeah uh, they went from no defenses to all of a sudden having th- like three in the last month so um, props to them I guess and you know, it, 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 to Team Hex's credit, you know they just defeated the Allure and Ring of Honor. Again, they got this big victory, and then you know, going back to Paola Blaze, like because I, I don't believe wrestling was her first calling. You know, this was only her seventh match in the you know in the business, according to Cage Match. So she is the greenhorn for sure. And, and Kevin, I think you're right. She probably deserved better than that. Um, but
1: uh, we we deserve better we deserve better it's not about her we deserve better you're a professional you again you're good enough look i was good enough and i'm not trying to say i'm great or anything of that nature but i was at least good enough to go beat somebody up and still put on a good match and if i really wanted to beat somebody up that wasn't that wasn't something that you know necessarily and, and again especially if we're on television um you know that wasn't something that was necessarily i didn't get along very well with some of the guys that i had some of my best matches with because but and we didn't like each other but it wasn't this wasn't the time uh to go out there and, and, and you know do that whole do that it just again it just you're better than that yeah
0: so i have in met jay
1: next is we have the women's championship
3: match we had uh Excuse me, did I say women's championship match? No, no championship match. Uh, we had the main event of the night, Kira Hogan and uh, and Mickey James. Now, for weeks, we would have Kira Hogan uh, appear on programming. First of all, saying that Mickey James, she heard what you were talking about her. Mickey James played it off. No, no, there's no no heat here. And then the next thing we get is Kira Hogan a few weeks later on TV saying, you know, she, she went all Dennis Stamp on it and said, you know, Terry, I'm not booked. You didn't book me, Terry. And and I just, I you know, Mickey James' response to that was, hey, we don't do that here in the NWA, which is, that was a weird sentiment to me right off the bat, because she's been in the NWA for about five minutes. She's now telling us how the NWA goes. Okay, cool. But then that's exactly what happened, is that the squeaky wheel got the grease, Kira Hogan got the match. And you know, I know this was a big moment for Kira Hogan. I know there's pictures circulating on social media of a young Kira Hogan getting a hu- a hug from Mickey James, and that she's looked up to her as a wrestler. She's looked up to her as someone who's you know broken through these barriers to get some professional wrestling. But again, when we know that Kira Hogan is now signed with AEW, and we know Mickey James just won the Impact World Champion uh, Knockout Championship, this match just again felt very out of place. Um, I'm not sure what kind of story they were telling. And I don't know if this was match was supposed to be like, oh, this will draw them in because look at the star power. It just kind of fell flat to me. I was very uninterested in this match. I'm gonna go to you first, Kevin.
1: What did you think? Um, I mean, on the surface, it was a good match, though. I mean, as a whole, it was actually a good match. I, other than what I felt like was a kind of a weak finish, um, it, I I felt like it was a good match all in all. Like, like just. Just the pacing. Um, it's the first time like I've seen anybody, male or female, in a while, especially in the NWA, go out there and like wrestle, tell a wrestling story, uh, or at least try. Um, you know, it was just it was it was it was just a good match overall. Um, and again, it, all in all, like I, I'm happy with it just because it was a good match. Dang it, finally. You know, I mean, I didn't like the roll up for the finish, but other than that, it's hard to really complain. Finally, after weeks of wrestling, like watching, we had a good match. Like, it's been a while since we can be like, man, that was a great match. Like, finally, we had a good match. And I found myself watching it going, okay, man, this is pretty good. They're they're trying to tell the story, too. Like, like in not one of these, like... You know off the cuff or one of these goofy nwa stories that they normally do this was like a younger wrestler trying to prove herself to her uh to her kind of her idol or her the person she's always looked up Mm -hmm. to and you got that feeling when you watch the match and again i feel like you know i don't know what they're gonna do with this if they're gonna do anything with it but either or it's like this is kind of what i've been saying all along like Content And Jay, I think I, I'll be like quoting you like good content can make up for a lot and it is wrestling, you know? And like, if you can just put good wrestling out there and the wrestling is good and you can tell a good story, you can make up for a lot of bad booking and a lot of stuff. Um And I felt like this, this match at least was a good wrestling match. Finally. DK, you're, you uh, two
2: cents. I didn't watch it. You didn't watch the match? Nope. I, no, fear no time. I just... Honestly, I hadn't really cared for the way they built it up. I kind of knew it was probably... I kind of knew what it was going to be. I figured the two... Both of them have talent. Both of them are okay, you know, in the ring. I don't know that either one was great in the ring, but both of them are okay in the ring. And... Uh, I just had no interest, really. I just like... The rest of the show kind of turned me off altogether. So it was just like, I'm done.
3: Fair enough. Jaden. you know, I know you didn't watch the match, but did you have anything you'd like to add about the, uh, the the two competitors?
0: First of all, I heard it was a good match. I don't know where I heard it from, but I heard it was a good match. <laughs> Second of all, you know, Mickey James, she... I know her personally, and I've worked with her, I've met her... She's a really good talent. I mean, she ain't going to put over you three ham say when on, on a cameo, apparently. But um, she is a very, very good wrestler. And Kiara Hogan, I've seen her. She's a very good wrestler. Maybe with a better storyline, it could have been something. That maybe I mean, I know Kira Hogan's now working for AEW and they could use a lot of help in their women's division. But it's somebody with some uh, some name value against somebody with a whole lot of name value. It's probably right now if they would have had a good storyline, probably something smart the NWA would have done. I didn't see it, so I can't be uh, you know, 100% on it, but Mickey James is probably the biggest star they have right now, and I'm not sure if she's the one that booked that Empower show, but maybe she's the uh, talented booker in the family.
3: Well, yeah, she, she gets credit with coming together to create that uh, Empower uh, pay-per-view. She's She's the one that gets credit with that. Uh, James H. Jackson wanted to say that uh, Kira Hogan signed a per match deal with AEW, not a full time contract, and that leads Dodi to say, "Well, then I guess she's still the hottest free agent after all." Both points are true. Um, so that's gonna that's gonna wrap up our coverage of the Empower. That's that's wrapping up our NWA talk, but we still have a lot more we want to get to. Thanks again for tuning in to the Alliance blog podcast, our presentation of alliance-wrestling.com. We genuinely appreciate your support. Would you consider subscribing so you won't miss any future episodes? We'd also like to remind you that we do a live stream every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on YouTube at the Alliance blog. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, TikTok, and Twitch at the Alliance blog. Remember, absorb what is useful, reject what is useless, add what is essentially your own. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time.